1: Hello everyone and welcome to your Monday night phone-in brought to you by the Rangers Rabble podcast. I hope everybody's been enjoying the glorious weather that we've, we've we've been having over the last few days. It's been absolutely magnificent uh, and I hope it continues. Uh, my name's Stuart, I'll be the host for this evening and I'm joined by firstly Mark. Mark, how's things? I know you might not have seen much of the sun.
4: Nope, not saying much of it. Uh, I am good. I uh, It is Pigeon Day today. Two to do.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, we'll move on from that very quickly. Uh, Please do. Uh, Bri- <laughs> Brian, how's things?
0: Yeah, good, thanks. Um, had a bit of fun today with the news that came out. So yeah, just been enjoying today and just lapping up.
1: Yeah, we might, we might touch on that that briefly. Uh, not that I want to spend too much time talking about them, but more on how that potentially impacts us and any advantage that we can take from it. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Scott Kerr, how are we?
5: I'm no bad, Stuart. No bad, just packing my bags ready for download, so looking forward to that. Excellent, excellent. Good stuff. hope the weather keeps up for, for that. i be roasting, so I'll probably come back burnt as a crisp.
1: Well... <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you like a hat, so you'll be safe. You'll be like a hat, um, <laughs> folks. Obviously, this is a phone in. We're we're keen to get your guys' participation in the show, so please dial in. Um, obviously, we've got the comments as well. So you know, feel free to to add anything as we as we are going through the show. But if you want to dial in, give us a wee call. You'll get through to the lovely Martin, who'll deal with you and patch you through to us, and we can you can chat to the guys and and, and get your point across. Um, okay then, I want to kind of start on let's see, I don't want to talk about them too much, but it's now abundantly clear that Celtic are going to lose their their manager. Um, a manager who has brought them success. Um, you know, five trophies out, out of six. Mark, um, I'm keen because I want to link this obviously to the kind of breaking news. You know, it looks like Jack Butland is kind of in the door, but from from your point of view, you know, how do you feel? Does this give Rangers an advantage? The fact that Celtic will have to be changing the, their manager? Um, does it just emphasize more that we need to get our transfer business done not only correctly but early to hopefully apply any pressure that we can on into whoever takes over the, the role across the city?
4: Well, to, to be perfect honest we are going get less what they do who they've got as a manager or who they've not got as a manager who's going who's staying who's not interested could not care not a jot um I think that to your other side of the question I think that we it's imperative we get uh, our business done early I think bill needs to bring players in get his squad assembled, and get them on a the pitch, and get them uh, working in tactics, and and so forth, and so on. I think the more time that uh, Bill gets to work with these guys, I think the better that we will be when uh, when it when it comes show time. So for me, that's that's essential. Um, don't get me wrong; it's it's all, it's good. It's good to laugh and laugh at their misery and stuff like that, which is which we're all doing. But some of are kind of looking at group chats and Twitter, and some of are virgin and obsessed. And that's that's not a Rangers that's not a Rangers thing being obsessed. That's uh, somebody, else's, somebody else's thing being obsessed. So let's uh let's pull ourselves together, let's have a wee laugh at them, them uh melting down, but let's not get too carried away with it.
1: Brian from, from your point of view, you know, would you agree with Mark? You know, is it is it is it a case of we just concentrate on ourselves or does this open a door? Does this I mean, there is a gap. you know, We have to admit that. I think there's different views in terms of how big that gap is. But there is a gap. Does this allow us an opportunity to potentially close and overtake that gap potentially quicker than if Porto had stayed? Or are you on the, the same side as Mark where, you know, regardless if he'd stayed, you know, we Bill seems to be getting a tune out of these players his initial signings looked very decent, and if he carried on with that manner, tactically the games were a lot closer. You know, yeah, we've we've probably not defended as well or taken chances, but if we could sort that, then maybe the gap w- was already there. Where, where were you on on this?
0: I was probably on the fence in the sense that you know I thought Beal was starting to get a grip with the old firm games and sort of get his get his his mantra over and his sort of style of play over. Um, but then again, as you said at the start, you know, an opportunity, the opportunities present us where they've changed managers. So we've got to take advantage of that opportunity in the sense that there's going to be a slight bit of unrest in, in the sense that some players of them might go, the others might come in, they're going to have to gel again. It's not going to be the, the you know, the team that they had the last couple of seasons. So it's, you, you can look at it from two ways. It's an opportunity at the same time, Um I still think Beal was starting to get what he was wanting out of the players. He just didn't have the depth or the quality that he probably wanted. So there's there's two ways to look at it. And I'm kind of I'm I'm trying to see it from both ways in a sense, but I'm not particularly strong, strongly one way or the other, but I, I can see both ways.
1: And Kerr, I think you're still I know your 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 camera's disappeared. I I think you are still still there. We we seen an impact of Stephen Gerrard leaving. So you know I, I I do think Oh, is he gone? Is he gone? Right, okay. Well, well we'll bring him back in then. Okay, then Mark, um news broke this afternoon. The the transfer guru uh for Romano has has spoken. Um the, the Jack Butland sa- saga, which you know appeared to be I think a lot of people appeared to be confident it was done, then there seemed to be some doubt about it. Um, but now it seems to be that we it's he's confirmed that, you know, everything's just about in place, and the only thing that we're really uh, missing now is a is a is a tweet from Rangers to kind of confirm that it's that it's a done deal. Um suggestions that the reason that there's maybe been a bit of a hold up was that um there was some technicality where Crystal Palace did have an option to extend for a year. So they just but that was only up until a certain date and they just had to let that let that go, which was maybe over the weekend. Um we've talked about Butland. What's what's your what's your thoughts on him? He's clearly been Michael Beale's main target for the goalkeeping position. Are you happy with it? Is it the type of goalkeeper that you were after, type of stature a goalkeeper that you wanted?
4: Yeah, um I, for me I think it's a good bit of business. I think if you're getting him on a free, it's an even better bit of business. I think that um don't get me wrong, I mean the reason he's coming to coming to Rangers is that he's not played in a we will. Um let's not kid ourselves on. But great signing, great pedigree. Um talking about stature, six foot five. Probably gonna be the tallest goal in the league. Um capped for England. He's done it time and time again. Good age as well. So, for me, fantastic bad business getting him in for free. All right, he's going to have a few bobs uh, in wages, but I've said it before on here. I um, I don't really care what they get paid. Uh, so if they're going to do the business on a part, that's um, all I am really interested in. And and, and hopefully he can. I think we needed we needed somebody that was seen as a safe pair of hands, and I think Butland. Takes an awful, awful lot of boxes. And Scott, then I'll
1: come. I think you're, you're back with us. Then what? Butland just about done. Then, what's your feelings on it? You know, I, I think we've we've had similar chats um, over the last few weeks on 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 the pod. Just looking about, you know, the this is a good opportunity for him, isn't it? Coming to a club. You know where he's going to get game time. He's going to start. We would assume as the number one. He still has to perform, obviously, to to keep that. But then that, you know, he's only thirty. It, it, it's not. This isn't somebody that's at the end of their career. Here he's he's just going into the prime of his career. Yeah, I mean
5: he's only thirty. He's a free transfer. Obviously, I say it a good say on fee and a good wage. Don't get me wrong. But saying he's coming for less money, but. It's still more money than probably 90% of the Rangers fans out there every week so listen he's going to be a really good addition to his squad he's going to come he's probably been told coming to Rangers he's going to be first choice he's not going to come and sit on the bench because he could do that in going for a the money so he's probably been told come and sit and uh, be first choice but he knows himself if he doesn't perform probably McClory's there to step in and take his place back and so he has to come and work he can't just come and think i'm going to, I'm going to play every week if i play bad or not he has to come and perform and show everybody Jack Burton's the goalkeeper, instead a Jack Burton sits on the bench every week, do you know what I mean? So he's got a lot to prove, some to himself but more to other people out there because he's only 30, performs well up here and he can go back down to England or go somewhere else, but you never know he might get back in England squad, you can never see another as, as a football player, so I think it's a great signing in the bill. I think it's one of the ones where we had to do it it might be a bit of money, we may, we may probably get another goalkeeper for less but we're buying somebody who had so much potential as a youngster at Birmingham City. Everybody was chasing him. Everybody knows that. Everybody was chasing him. And, yeah, he's not played a lot of football in the last couple of years, but we know what kind of goalkeeper he can be. And sometimes you just need to go to your place and reinvent yourself. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you're better going for these type of players because they have got something prove than going for somebody who maybe thinks he's a dog's ball and they don't have to come and work hard. But obviously Jack's going to come here and work hard. Or just a bit like Todd Campbell's came and work hard because he knows had to reinvent himself for because he came of him away at Norwich. So I think it's a great signing. I'll just go back to your first point, Stuart. I know i thought about, eh, obviously, Posta post Goggle. I've not got a lot to say about that, but I'm just going to say I just hope Michael Beals as successful as he was. Because if that's the case, five out of six trophies isn't bad, so he say anything against that. And if Michael Beals could do that for us, then he leaves and that, and that's the way he leaves Rangers, I'll be happy. So I'll be, because no manager will stick about forever. So hopefully, how Bill leaves us, is because
2: he's an offer for somewhere
1: else because he's been so successful. Yeah, and and, and I, mean, I think there's plenty of comments coming in there, you know, talking about the fact that I think we have to be realistic. You know that I actually can see it's a bit of a positive. You know that you know managers can see coming to Scotland now as a potential avenue to to get somewhere. So you know, I I tend to look at it from from that point of view. Yeah. You know, we were all disappointed when when Gerard left, but I think if you took a step back, you could understand why why he was doing that. Um, Brian on Butland. then, Paul had made the comment about um, he believes that Robbie McCrory will will push him. Where, where are you on that? I mean, are you are you of the opinion that Butland comes as, as first choice? Because I, although it's I, I, he's, 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 he's a free agent. That there will be there will be substantial money within this deal to, to entice him to come north of the, board, the border. So uh, you're in agreement that he, he comes as first choice, but Robbie McCrory, is he good enough to push him?
0: <laughs> Interesting question. I mean, Robbie, Robbie didn't do too bad towards the end of the season, so it's 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 difficult to sort of... It would be difficult or pretty harsh to say to him, look, you're not the number one, but, but Butlin's got the pedigree, so it's it all depends on pre-season... How the how they train in pre-season and then of, of obviously the pre-season games that are that are that are planned. Um, Michael Peel will have a, a way of playing as in he will want. Does he want this, the goalies to be uh, like effectively what they're now called sort of sweeper keepers? Um, does he want that or or is he wanting just a a shortstopper? So it's it's it could be very much up to the manager how he sees this. I mean I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he went with Butler number one, but at the same time with McCrory performing how he did towards the end of the season, couldn't, you know, you can see why he would be. But I would, if I was hedging my bets, I would say Butland will probably get the number one shirt for the meantime. But it's going to be a good battle for the two of them because finally we've got two goalkeepers that can actually compete for the number one shirt. And it's it's not a, a case of that one is, well, Butland's six foot five feet, so he can obviously come for crosses comfortably. Um, we've struggled with... Uh, You know McLaughlin, it's good distribution. You know, but his shot stopping was poor. Then we had McGregor, good shot stopper, wouldn't come for crosses. So we we didn't have either of that with them two. So it's gonna be, it's just gonna be nice to have two goalkeepers going at the number one spot, um, competing for it for a change.
1: Yeah, I, I I totally agree, and I, and I I think it will be a, an interesting challenge for for Robin McCrory, and I think along with some others who I want to touch on later in the show. I think it is a big season for him. Folks, remember it as a as a phone in. This is your show, so six two eight seven two three seven. Please dial in. Give us your views on on Jack Butland. What you what you think of, of that imminent signing? By by the looks of it, um, Mark. Then coming to you. Switching to the opposite side of the, the pitch uh, and up front, which I think the the, the, the more is the, the window now starts, obviously, just about to open, I think it's pretty clear that that's maybe potentially where we're going to see the, the money potentially really spent in terms of, of transfer fees. Uh, and I think that's probably correct. And the latest name that has been linked is, is Serie L Dresser, uh, currently playing... Uh, well, he was in Serie A. It was coming easy. They were they've been relegated. Um, he moved there um, from from Feyenoord. he It was the top scorer in the the Conference League when when they got to the final, beaten by Roma. Um, I've done the usual. You know, he scored six goals. This season, which again, for a striker, you might say well, that's not great. But it is Serie A and he was playing in a, in a poor team. Uh, have you seen much of him from the videos that I've watched? There is a bit of Alfie about him in terms of the physicality of it. But I did look at it and felt he was maybe slightly more technical than Alfie. So maybe a nice mix there. But we are talking, no, they paid £6 million for him. They'll want to recoup a fairly large chunk of that, I'd imagine.
4: Yeah, I don't really know too much about him. Um, I have kind of looked into him a wee bit. Um, looks like a decent player. Um, depending on the price we're going to get him at, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Is it is it paper talk? I mean, they're saying that with um, with a with a seven figure um, bid knocked back. So I don't know. Is this, I'm not sure. I think I think he was at Genk as well. I'm, I, I'm not sure if that's where they signed him from. Um, but I think he's got a hit. This is a fairly good um goal scoring record before he went to Serie A. Um and let's face it, there's been there's been far better players than him. Went to Serie A and no no scored the kind of numbers that they were scoring before they went there. So it's not an easy it's not an easy league to score a lot of goals. There's a lot of a lot of one 0s and nil nils and one ones. So as I said, they're very, very technical, very um very kind of um orientated in defence and, and and keeping it tight in the back in and, and Italy. So I wouldn't really hold that against him as such, especially if you're if you're you're playing for a team that's that's uh, being relegated. So I wouldn't, as I said, the six goals I wouldn't hold it against him. To be fair, but before that, I think he, he had decent goal scoring records twenty per season, can kind of eighteen per season, um, run about that kind of and, and decent decent league. So, um, I think he's twenty eight and maybe maybe 28, 29. But um, look. You don't play to Serie A if you're not a very good player. Simple as that. Um, all right, he was playing with a, a kind of lower level team, but as I said, they've still paid six million from. Is he is he worth a punt? Depending on what we're paying for him, well, why not? I mean, strikers, especially, uh, come into their come into their prime run about that 28, 29, 30 Um, so it might be worth a punt, As I said, it really really depends on what kind of money we're paying for. Him.
1: Scott, I, I, touching on Louise's point, that you know, was was brought up there about about his age. I mean, I don't think he's the only forward that we buy this summer. You know, I I think that there could be. I mean, I think the minimum two. I think even could be three. Where where are you? What do you think we need in in that area? And you know, I, I could see he's doing a nice balance of probably getting somebody a bit more experienced. You know, he's a Nigerian international, he's played in a, a few leagues around Europe. But maybe then trying to supplement that with with, with somebody a bit younger, maybe not the experience, but, but with the potential. What, what's your thoughts on that in that forward position?
5: I read club in football is looking for a striker and it's up my window. So... It's just your luck who you get. I mean, if you may go for your first, second, third choices and you look out bad or you get good up because somebody's offering more money. Do you know what I mean? So everybody wants to sign a strike at score goals. I mean, Spurs are going to be at that problem with Harry Kane, and That's what he's going to get when he goes there. So I think it's difficult. We've not got a lot to spend. I agree with you. I think two will come in. I think that's where we'll probably spend the majority of money on forward players. I mean, you need to bring an experience. You can't always bring a young guys. Young guys are great. And you can you can sell them on if they are successful and make money. But sometimes you need a bit of experience in the squad to help the younger ones as well. And I'm not sure the names. I'm not sure. I, I know you'll probably you'll probably go abroad for a striker. I know you've been out in different places. And last night we'll you'll get, you'll be getting agents contacting. We'll be getting different names from every day. We'll be looking at the squads all, all around probably Europe to see who's getting released from various places even how they're relegated, their teams are struggling money-wise, maybe releasing guys, and you might think, you might bring one player in, it's going to cost a bit of money, but you might bring another chap in and think, he's maybe not been as successful in there, but maybe I can turn him around, turn his career around. You just don't know, managers always think they can bring somebody in who's struggling, and make them a better player, all managers think that. So I do think we'll bring two in, I think we'll spend the majority of budget on one player, but I think we'll all bring somebody else in do we need a target man type or do we go with somebody more technical or is he going to bring in a kind of mixture and go with maybe two obviously I'm a big fan of the big man and me man because I remember McCoy's inherently but I don't know if we're going to go down that road just the way football's change. but I think he will bring in two
1: Folks remember let's just put up the screen there it is the phone in so please dial in give us your thoughts on, on what you think we need in that, that attacking front Brian on you then, I, I was interested to see this player's um Instagram account and also the comments from the manager. So Kemar Roof. Um a player that I don't think we we don't doubt his ability, but clearly issues regarding um his ability to stay fit, fit for 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 large Ps. I mean, he's, he's played twice under Bill and scored in both both games. Um but looking, obviously the club agreed that he would go away and get this operation. Um, so he's had an operation in his hip, which I think they believe might be the cause of why he was then suddenly picking up other injuries around about you know, his, 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 his calf, etc. But looking at his, his Instagram, he's, he's away working. You know, he's been abroad working. Um, looks in decent shape. Obviously, he's missed quite a bit of football. Um, I don't see anybody coming in for Kmart. Roof, in terms of taking, his, because of his injury record, do we have one of the answers to our striking options already with us?
0: Potentially, we've always said that with Kamar Roof. We've always said that he's a he's the best finisher at the club, but he doesn't stay fit. Um, is this hip uh, operation going to solve all the problems? Well, time will tell. I mean, I, I joked in the S- the Scottish semi against Aberdeen where um, you know he came on as a sub and I said you oh, will last 15-20 minutes here and what happened <laughs> he, he he went down after 15 minutes and went off you know holding his arm or whatever I mean he, he is undoubtedly the best finisher we've got at the club there's no question about that it's always just been about Kamara's fitness you know oh, he, he cannot run get a run of five, six, seven, even 8 games without picking up something and being out for a period of time so it's never been the ability; that's the issue. It's always been his fitness. And if we can get a a, a fit roof that can play thirty odd games, that's that's you know that's really good because I mean he he'll score goals. He, he's an absolute finisher. But at the same time, that's probably the reason why we've got him is a lot of clubs don't trust his fitness.
6: The boss is in, Martin. Good evening. How are we all? All good. Yes, all good. Um, <clears throat> it was just a, an interesting thought popped into my head there, Stuart, when you mentioned Kmart Roof. Roof. Um, just before I do, yes, I am sitting in the background waiting on people to phone in. Um, we've got nearly 300 people watching, so surely one of these um, wants to give us a wee call on 01416287237. Have you seen anything, Rangers? It doesn't necessarily need to be what the guys are talking about just now. It can be absolutely anything, um, Rangers, at all. But, Stuart, just on your point of Kmart Roof, and could that solve the striking issues if the guy can stay fit? Is that a risk, Stuart, that Bill can take in terms of does he only sign one striker with a in, on decent money or whatever with the intent that um Kmart will be the other option? Um obviously Kmart's not on a, a small wage at the football club. Um so can the manager risk settling with Kmart as the other striker, if you like?
1: I think it's how pre-season goes for for roof. Uh, I think if we can get a preseason in him, then I think the manager. Uh, he, I'm not saying he will he'll just go. I still think we'll bring in at least two two forwards, regardless of of roof. I was actually I was going to ask Mark going on this question in terms of if we have to lose one and it's Cholak or roof, who who would who would you let go? Um, you know, it's. Because we, I think, Beal was talked about. He doesn't want this bloated, bloated squad. But I think, in the the way Ruth is at the moment, I'm not convinced. Somebody is going to come in and take take him off. As they may well do. But if if we are going to be potentially bringing in two or three strikers, Mark, who 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 you letting go then? Because we we can't keep them all happy. And does Ruth maybe fit the Beal style of play more in terms of? He can be that number nine, but he can also go wide. You know, he can play in behind a a central striker. Does Roof offer more than, say, a Cholak?
4: I think probably twofold. Roof does offer, 100% offers more than Cholak. Uh, I would say he's a better player. He's a better finisher. But you'd be as well signing me because I'm going to play the same amount of minutes as Roof. So it's a no-brainer, absolute no-brainer. You get shot a roof and you keep Cholak. Cholak's been scoring goals. Uh, I think it was about second top goal scorer, a joint top goal scorer for the season for us. I mean, why are we even discussing getting rid of him? Madness. Um, So for me... Do you think he fits Biel's style of play, Mark? Do you you think think Biel likes Antonio Cholak? I don't know if he likes him or if he doesn't like him I, I think
1: and I, and that I don't mean he, personality he, by the way. I don't mean no, personality. No. I mean, but you yeah. know, and in terms of that style of player that he has.
4: I think he's no daft. I think Bill's no no stupid. Kulak like, brings something different. And it might just be the different that you need sometimes. So I mean, he's your player. Never cost us the earth. Scores goals. Why would we why would we get shot of that? Why would we so I said, what was he, 17, 18 goals this season? Something like that. And um, why would we get shot of that? Why would we cost us what a million? 1.2 million, 1.5 million. Why would we get short of that? I mean, as I said, it might not fit into the system of play that he wants to play, but if you're playing that system and you're struggling and you need you need a, a, a plan B or even a plan C, then you need to have players that are that can bring something different to the party. So, as I said, for me, no brainer, Ruth. Great player, um, can can produce genius, amazing finisher, but he's made of chocolate. So, as I said, it's for me, it's not even a question. It's um, Cholak, and I would keep Cholak and
5: get rid of Ruth. simple. Scott, what's your thoughts on that? Ruth. you can't say much more what you just said, but to me, no. The club has a man fed up. Guys, every week. Listen, you get injured, know, you know, in football, you get injured, right? And that's fine, if we take that. But he's hardly played, and I'd rather bring somebody in. Maybe not, maybe knows It's good or know the experience is with, but he's going to get minutes in the park and make a difference, making maybe improve or develop. Why keep him? He might play half a dozen games, get injured. He might play no games at all, he just get up the training. But he's on a good wage, he's sitting there. He's only at Rangers because he is injured upon. He's one of these guys who. The previous regime, Wilson and thought obviously was Volson, Strobertson, and, and all. And Gerard was there, and they thought he was here as well. We can bring a man, and if he keep on fit, he'll be a terrific player for us. And we all know that. But it's keeping guys like us fit, and we've done it with a lot of players recently. And it doesn't help when you bring guys in who you get six or seven sitting in the stand every week because they just can't stay fit. That's pointless. It's a waste of money that we can't afford. See, if we were playing the Premiership or playing a, a bigger league, we would. Millions of pounds to spend—that's fine. But we're wasting money we can't afford to waste, and it—it it could bring in another one or two players for that amount of money. So no, if I was, if I was Rangers, I would either pay him off or give my free and say, oh, we'll go elsewhere, get fit. And if you can get fit, find a way find a club to meet. Point pointless being at Rangers, I think we'll just get in the again. And he's another one that's sitting in the bench, or sitting in a treatment room, or back recruitment somewhere. I'm fed up with us. Stuart, we need players who can give it every week. And I you know some guys have I mean, a lot of opinions between players, he's not good enough, he's not good enough. We know if he's good enough, but when he's not being able to pull a on every week, there's no point on being there. So to me I'll just get it. Joe Lacker would keep because I think he can score goals. I agree with you, I don't think I'm not saying he's I don't I really think Michael B. wants to play next season, the players he's got. He doesn't do what he wants him to do because maybe that's not his game, but I think in the squad he can come on and change the way he end up being a super sub or something. Came on and score goals if I look for a goal. But I think he will go out and bring somebody who's more of a target man, hold up guy. Eh, but roof to me I would just get a gonna... no, no offense to him, but I just think we can afford to keep guys like high. Yeah, I mean I
1: I'm, I'm maybe I'm I'm just a I don't want them to? See, I, I think I I see what you know, the play he has during that fifty five season. I thought at times roof was 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 unplayable, and yet you've seen the absolute quality of him, and even you know his goal against Aberdeen uh, in that semi final. Um, it's just a lovely bit of movement, and it's a really composed we finish to 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 knock it away. Brian, just to, just to finish off, just to come back on 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 roof. One of the points that was made there, I think Paul made it on, in the comments he's got a year left if we put him out in loan then you know is there any point in that and then he just walks away or is it just a case of well actually do you know what let somebody else take care of a large chunk of his wage and we can maybe put that to better uses you know I can see both sides of that in truth what's your thoughts there
0: yeah I mean I think he's on the guts of two thousand off thirty grand a week. So, you know, he's on twenty eight thousand a week, which is obviously not to be sniffed at. Um it all it all depends does does Michael Beale trust him enough after this whole hip operation to enough to to include him in his squad? I don't know. Um I think a lot of the a lot of the fan base are very much of the opinion that, you know, they need to get rid of him, but it's it's it's, it's the problem is we've we shelled out four million on him. Um, I'm not quite sure we're going to get that back for him. Um, as he's got another year to go, so it's it's very difficult just to say to some guy like we don't want you off, your go. Are we going to pay his wages up, or is somebody going to take him off his hands? It's going to be very difficult to get rid of him. So, if 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 from what you said, you know, in his Instagram stories, if he is looking fit and sharp, then he, he would be an asset to us. But it's how long he'll last. And how many games, you know, in a row he'll give us. That's, that's always been my biggest issue with him.
1: I think it's interesting what the manager said about the fact that his family have now joined him up here. That seems a big move for somebody to make if there hasn't been some sort of conversation to say that you're maybe in the manager's plans. But again, maybe I'm reading too much and those things in football foot do do change. Mark, another guy that was that was mentioned who um I think is his injury undoubtedly was one of the real big disappointments of the season for me in in Tom Lawrence Um, I I, I think he could be a a real game changer for us next season um, in terms of what he brings, the option um, that that midfielder arriving late into the box we, we were seeing what he was capable of willing to take a shot from distance you know how many times have we been screaming at you no, know, either a game or the telly for somebody to have a shot. Lawrence loved to love to do that. Um it, it's just fingers crossed that, you know, this real bad luck that he's had with those injuries is 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 over and he gets some of that pre-season and we can we can start to see him because I think he just adds another dimension to this Rangers team for me.
4: Yeah, I think it was exactly what we needed. I think we needed a bit of tenacity, somebody that can hit a shot, somebody that can score goals, somebody that's not afraid to uh pick up the ball and um uh, drive it, drive it defenses. So I think that it looked like a really, really good player before he got injured. Um sadly we've never seen enough of him. But I think I'm hoping he will be a a massive asset for us moving forward. As I said, if he if he can play the kind of form that he was that he was looking to show at the start of the season when he, when he first come in then I think he's going to be massive for us but it's just a, another another wee, uh, a wee another wee chip on the stack and it's it's all it's all bubbling up nicely
5: Well, well
1: that's it Scott because we know we're the players that we're linked with you know we, 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 we might forget that we've got somebody like a Lawrence and I think we will need to be patient with them but it is going to be interesting to see exactly where you know Everybody fits in here. Um, in terms of, you know, there's still no confirmation about Tillman. I think time might suggest you would have thought that that would have been done by now if it if it was going to happen. But the fact, but you know, it, it could still do that. We've got quite a few players that midfield from being pretty stagnant. When you actually look at it, and if we get, you know, some of the suggested players that are 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 rumored to be coming in, you know that there's a. Uh, that that midfield is 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 kinda of changed quite dramatically. Um by, by the time the next
5: season starts, yeah. are eh, Stuart you may get uh be a different player of the day. I mean the amount of we're supposed to be trying to make are uh, is a view at times and you know the majority are not gonna come in, but I still feel a good few leave. I still feel another uh, or four players could be exiting between now and the next start of next season. There'll be more than that depending on if they get any offers. I just feel we need to refresh, I mean, I need to refresh what we already have I mean, You know, we've always spoken speaking about Ruth we've spoken about other, other players and we've about Kamara and stuff and it's great these guys, have have always favourite themselves but sometimes you just need a total refresh of your squad a way of thinking, and the we? you're thinking, the stuff stuff like, stuff you can't keep putting it put on the players. you can't keep saying, oh I remember what you've done in the 55 season well that's two seasons ago, do you know what I mean? We need, to, we, need, we need to move on. It's like, I remember yeah, like my guys but that doesn't. Mean, you just remember back to your time. It doesn't mean you want guys back in. You have to just realise, you have to keep moving on as a club, you have to keep moving on as a team. And Michael Peel has to get guys in, he can trust guys, and he can get mentality changed. We've seen it with the two lads, they brought in, always, always go back to you asking and telling And it's not so much because they've played that well, which they have since they came in, it's the mentality they brought in with them. One. You can see the winners, you can see that arrogance in the park. They go into the park and say, I'm the best boy in this park, and I don't care who anybody else thinks, because they have got to be a bit of arrogance that you need. Some of the players haven't got that anymore, because of what they've been through in the past, losing constantly and missing out in finals and stuff like that. But they need moved on. We need a shift in mentality and aggression. We need to bring in younger guys, as a few people have said. Some experienced guys as well. We keep the guys that Bill wants to... Stay there. I might be like John suit I think can stay if you can build a defence with him and guys like uh, Butland as a new keeper. We just need a change in the dressing room, I feel. I feel we've got too many players still with our old mentality. I know Bill was here previously, but I feel we need a different mentality in the dressing room. One move, we're going to go out and leave. It doesn't matter who we play. We're Rangers and we're going to win this game. Just like Todd Campbell said and Laskin said, we, exactly what we want to talk about what win. And I think that's what you need to do. So players like Kamara have to go Roof to me, I would say we'd go. I mean, I would even go, to go as far as saying Bournemouth and Lundstrom. It probably won't because we need a big squad, but I just feel we need a big, a big refresh. I know it may not change anything next season. You may think after that's all we've not done. We've signed too many players and not had the ground running. But I just feel it's been too long. We've been stagnating too long. And some of the players are comfort- almost uncomfortable getting beat, but I used to it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we were unlucky. We finally setting this season. We got a cup final. I mean they should be happy with that. No, they are not happy with that. We want more. So I just feel the mentality has to change in the restaurant.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I believe we've got our first caller on the line. I think we've got Jim. Jim, are you are you there? Yes, I'm here. Aye, can you
2: hear
1: me? Okay. Yes, can hear you, Jim. Uh, how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, that's fine. This this is one. I'm absolutely fine. I'm just listening to the boys' conversations I do every night. I've not been on for a while, but. Just wanted to get involved in this one. First of all came my roof. Um, I'll be 62 in July. I'm fitting them. Um I would chase them. As good player as it was, I would chase him. But like you asked Mark, I would, I'm a wee bit kind of frustrated with the way Rangers have went in recent years about the Scottish players, etc. No getting a chance at the club. I mean, I'm old enough to remember guys, you know, like, I'll, I'll say some of them, like Stephen Stewart-Monroe, Alec Cleland except Neil McCann, I was lucky enough to be there but don't tell the wife the best night of my life at uh, uh, Celtic Park and that night, it was brilliant, Neil McCann and Why are we not the guys like Shankland? Now, f- for being a frustrated Rangers supporter this year, you know, you watch the game if you're at the match or you're sitting in the house watching Sky getting frustrated and we're struggling to beat teams like Livingston This boy's proven in this league that he can score goals and I think the boy could be the difference between Drum three points, them two points, or gaining three points. I would just like to know, maybe, the to one at Marv to see what Marv thinks
4: about that. Yeah, I, I think how we're we doing. Um, I, I think you're probably right. I think that I think that the problem is us as Rangers fans get a little bit snobby now regarding Scottish mm. players. It. And I'm the same as yourself. It frustrates the life out of me. I think over the last probably two or three years, you, we kind of realised that. There is good quality there. I mean, there's been a few young boys that have moved on and done really, really well. Um, especially Italy. Um, talking about Lewis Ferguson, we kind of blew in the face with that, nobody wanted him. And then all of a sudden they moved to Italy, and everybody wanted him. Um uh, were, were very, very fickle. I think probably the problem is that back in the day, because I'm the same as you, I remember, I remember them all, David Robertson. Um I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. But I think back in the day, you paid a fair price for good players. I, I think now, I, I know people talk about it, uh, but they're looking for st- as soon as Rangers come in for them, they're looking for stupid money. Now, I mean, I think, I think, um, Shankland went to Hearts for I think it was six hundred and fifty thousand. I may have been eight hundred and fifty thousand, but now because he scored a few goals for him, and listen. His goal-scoring record has been phenomenal everywhere he's went, absolutely phenomenal. When he went to Belgium, we never done really well, but I think probably there was different circumstances there, but everywhere he's been and every level, he's scored barrel loads of goals. Now, he's proven he scores goals, but I think when you go and chap Hart's door and say, we'd like to buy Shanklin, I think they'll start flinging silly, silly numbers at you, saying 2 million totally and 3 million
2: for them. I totally agree with that I think Mark. this is a problem she, well, nice, system, nice. She, system yeah. a analyst, well, you I know it's the boy scoring the goals when he played every United in particular I think he probably yeah. picked him yeah. up for about a 100 grand yeah. I mean that's what you call buying for the future and correct me if I'm wrong I mean with Stuart Munro and along getting back the way as I do um, I think it was Allo Athletic we've gone from I might be wrong in that I might be wrong it I think was. it was Allo no, or something no, like that, no, you're that right. but no you're right yeah. and now, come on, you know, and I think he, I think he, again, as soon as his teams did this and did that, so I think we're writing these guys off. Going back to the Ferguson thing, I think when you go into Rangers, um, you know, social media, stuff like that, he was never, he was never called Lewis Ferguson, you know, he was always called Derek's boy or Barry's nephew, and I just don't like it, Hickey's another one, Hickey, you know, you're talking about yep. going for mega bucks. This is maybe getting back to the scouting system. Shankland should have been picked up when they played with United. I saw Shankland. I used to be involved with a junior club, my local team, Rob Roy, and I saw him playing, doing against B juniors, and the guy was magnificent. Now, If I can see that, I'm talking. But I'm not just I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting him. But there's boys out there that will score goals in this league because they've played in the league. They know how you go to Livingston and, and play in the Astro pitch. They know how you go to your Ross Counties and score and be winners. That's that's what my point is. And um, some some of the names we're branding about in all sorts of podcasts, etc., As names that we've no heard of. And there is sometimes people at our front door, and there may even be a very good blue noses in the bargain tea that we be through the multiplayer for the club. We've got guys like Rufus, like Rufy's a player, but it's a waste of a wage. Jim, can I ask you a,
1: That's a question? Because this is something... Right. Jim, can I ask you just... Um, it's something I think about when you know people mention players like uh, uh, Shankland or a uh, uh, Van Veen and so on. Because yeah, Mark's absolutely right, and you're absolutely spot on. Their, their goal-scoring record is really good. Do we need to consider though that the type of games that they play in, i.e., for Hearts and Motherwell, they games are completely different to what they would be playing in if they were playing up front for Rangers, in terms of you know, it would be ten men behind the ball. You know, very little space. Is that is that something I, I I totally agree with you. I think there's a scouting system. You know, I think one of the comments Kevin Nisbet when he was at Dunfermline. You know, we could have maybe picked him up and, and so on. But given how Shanklin plays now, would you be concerned that if he came here, it, it's a different type of game that Rangers need to play against opposition to what he's he's used to? Or do you still think he would be able? He would still score the goals.
2: I think he would still score the goals because he knows, knows the league well, he knows the opposition well, and plus he would create more chances with Rangers. And my point would, to be with that one, sure, would be that if you bring somebody over from Portugal, just using that's as the first country to come in my head, how would they know how they play this league when they go to Livingston on a Wednesday night in an astral pitch? Because it's absolutely horrendous, and it is horrendous, let's not kid yourself on, you're playing a bit of King Rush. I think when you've got somebody on your doorstep that knows how you put the ball in the net in this country, that's that's the difference, I'll say it again. My opinion, that's the difference potentially in winning leagues and finishing up runners-up. I really mean that. I really do. I think we've missed a trick with some of these players big time. And see when we're talking about guys like Hickey and guys like that, we could have made that money, we could have made the fortune, groomed them into brilliant players and then sent sent them on down south or wherever they go. We've missed a big trick with these boys, 100% in my opinion. And I
1: think Shanklin would score But if he played with the Famous I really do No look Jim Really good point Thanks for thanks for, for calling in I appreciate well, the time. me. But I
2: had to get off my chest Sorry boys it's No no well, Don't, don't leave it as long the next game, time Jim you know. keep, keep,
1: keep calling,
2: calling in. Boys.
4: Call in Have a good night
1: Cheers, Cheers. mate All the best Jim Cheers. Okay I think that's, a, look, that's an interesting point And I think the, the, the Shanklin-Niz bit you know, supposedly Millwall back in for him. You know that these these rumours aren't aren't going to go away. And yeah, I think that you know, there's, there's probably the, the four of us on this podcast are are probably of a, bit, a certain vintage where we do remember Rangers going out and picking up the the best best Scottish players. And um, you know, it's, it's something we would like to see more. And um, Brian, I want to touch on somebody else then who who doesn't appear to be taking summer holiday at the moment, if you go by his Instagram account, and that's Alex Lowry. He's abroad, he's working, looks as if he's got some personal trainers, he's doing ball work, etc. He admitted himself on social media, you know, it was a really difficult season for him, uh, niggling injuries, he also had some personal issues, which is, which is totally understandable. Next season is absolutely huge for Alex Lowry, isn't it? You know, if if Alex Lowry isn't getting reasonable game time, do we start to believe then that it's it, his his time at Rangers is maybe coming to coming to an end? Because he will be an age where he needs to be playing, yeah. needs to be playing football.
0: I think I, th- I certainly think the manager's put his arm around him and just says to him, "Look, go away, work in the work in the summer, get yourself fitter, and come back to pre season. We'll do all." Rangers preseason as well um and you'll be a big you know you'll play a lot a big part next season I think I just think this year he was very unlucky with injuries um per, as you said personal issues as well um it was just it, nothing seemed to go right for him last season so and everybody was predicting or hoping that last season was going to be his breakthrough season um it just didn't happen for him so at the end of the day it's he's a, a year wiser you know he's had to you know, probably grow up a little bit more as well, you know, with all his issues that he's went through. So, you know, you would like to think that this next season is the season where he's going to um, break through and, you know, play a big part in the league. Because um, as we've seen in the first team, you know, he's shown it in flashes where, you know, he, he he's his through balls, his finishes, you know, he's, he seems to have it all from what I've seen. I, I obviously don't watch a lot of the B team games because I'm not televised very much so. Um, but for, from what a lot of guys say, you know, he's he's got everything um, and let's just hope that he can get himself fit this summer and then build on in Rangers pre-season and hit the ground running with the rest
1: of the squad. Yeah, Mark, on Lowry, um, you know, where, where do you stand on him? I, I, Paul's touched on this and I know Kerr and I have spoken on, on podcasts recently about that that gap between playing B-team to then first-team football for Rangers is absolutely huge. And I, I don't think there's anyone that probably doubts that Alex Lowry's far too good for B-team football now. Um, but, you know, I, I I think it is really pleasing to see a, a, a young boy who there's been rumours of potentially his attitude, you know, maybe not, but, you know, there he is, could be lying on a beach in Dubai or wherever else that he, he wants to be, but he's out there at the moment. Doing you no, know, he's starting his pre season now because it's clear that he wants to hit the ground running. Uh, when, when that squad, and I think he realizes that there's a big challenge ahead of him because it's you know a lot of new players coming into this squad.
4: Listen, why was he not doing it last season? Why did he not start the season like that last season? So, for me, I think, and probably a lot of people are not going to like this, I think he's missed his chance. I really do. I think that the the players that we're bringing in and the kind of standard of players that we're bringing in, I kind of see him getting a lot of game time on this side. I really can't. Um, I think that this season was the season, uh, and I've went on record of saying it, this season was the season where he, where he should have hit the ground running. This was his season. This was his big chance. Um, we struggled in the middle of the park. We, we struggled for creativity sometimes. And it was crying out. And, and in fact, to be fair, this whole podcast was crying out for Lowry. A, a come on uh get him on the park let's see what he can do we've all done it we all said it um I think that you look at Raskin, Cantwell, um some of the new players that's coming in, talk of Whitaker, Sifuentes, Palmer, uh Haji's coming back to fitness, is coming back to fitness. Is there a place in that midfield for? Him? So for me, I think that that for now I think that the way forward for Lowry is he goes out and loan. And if he goes out and loan, he needs to absolutely smash it to get back into that side. Because, uh, as I said, I think that the season just gone was his chance. I think that that was his time. That was when the, the kind of stars aligned for him. And I think that, uh, it pains me to say it, but I think that, that I, I can't see him getting a lot of game time. I really can't.
1: Kerr, where are you on Alex Lowry? You know, was he just unfortunate on with, with, with injuries, etc. that's just... It curtailed them, and you know, just to Stephen Gillespie, thanks very much for the, the five pound super chat, very much appreciated, mate. But asked that, um, you know, ask a question there in, in terms of whose surplus requirements are, are ripe to, to get sold. Does, does Alex Lowry fall into that
5: category? I think you know, he deserves a chance. I think he was going to say um, work hard, see what pre season offers, including probably some friendlies, and see where he goes I, mean, I think last season is hard. It hard to judge Alec, he had a few injuries on and off, he never had a run of games or fitness. He had a few issues personally, as in bereavement and stuff like that, and change of manager didn't help him either. Because eh, you obviously gave him a chance and Michael came in and got went to get to know the players. He had, he had his favourites for the first time he was here, so he was using them more. It was difficult for him last season after saying, but this season he has to make an impact you get to a certain age where you can of keep staying at a club, but you're not getting game time. You have to look after yourself and you have to play elsewhere. But I think this season he has to. And that attitude thing people are talking about. Nobody knows if that's hundred percent or not. And to me, it depends on the attitude they had. All football players have attitudes. All football players basically want to play. It depends his attitude. If he's done half a bit no playing, then that doesn't bother me because everybody wants to play. I've actually a bit something else that's totally different. So I think, I don't think a loan spell in Scotland would benefit. I think a loan spell have to, would have to be somewhere else. Sending players to Morton, Thistle, even the like, lights like, are sitting on the livings, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work for us. You we'll have to send them somewhere else to benefit. I know you send players abroad. We went to Belgium before, and that kind of helped them develop more. I think even English, or well, at least League One or the championship, they would benefit more. In Scotland, they seem to go to teams a you know, few went to Thistle. so they get a game straight away and they, think they die away and they're on the bench most weeks That's not benefit from them sitting at a, a bench a championship side so You would rather be playing the, back at the Angels playing on the B team once they getting game time so I just think it's a big season for them they have to show a manager what he's got in the locker we all know what he's got we all know what he can do but it's doing it on a consistent basis and I think see if he hits, see if he give him a chance and he does it I almost adore him you making more money off a product side of the area he not need to spend money on getting somebody in because you already got him so I think it could be a 1-1 for us, but it just depends. And I like himself, but he does need a chance. That's all players do. And sometimes you're lucky getting a chance and sometimes you just can of get a chance and you have to never. Because being a club of Angels, the managers don't get time to play players to try and develop them because the fans all want one stuff. And if you don't want stuff at a club like us, then the managers not anymore and somebody else comes in. So it's very difficult being a club of Angels when a young guy.
1: Yeah, I think it's it, that's true. And let's see, folks, there's still some time to, to, to give us a call. 0141-628-7237. Still got a bit of time to run in if you've got any views on, on Alex Lowry. But Brian, players like Lowry, I'm going to mention Leon King as well. Leon King's been added to the Scotland squad, which you know, I, I think that's a, a, a great achievement for 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 Leon. Um, I think he, he's just going to be training, he's still going to play the under 21 uh games, uh, as far as I know. But you know. Clearly, Steve Clark rates him enough. Yeah, there's been a few withdrawals, but he you know, rates him enough that he's he's going to bring him in. I think Leon King would probably admit that he's maybe played more football than he probably expected. It's certainly a higher level than the, than he expected. Um, you know, I where are you on on that in terms of uh, is there a risk that you know this this overhaul of the squad that we do do these these youngsters who clearly have ability can they is there a risk that they get lost in that? And you know, I, I think as Rangers supporters, we want nothing more than seeing some young Rangers supporting kids coming through and, and making it into the first team. But we're not seeing a great deal of that uh, at the moment. So, big seasons for for both of them next year.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, I think Leon found himself in a pretty much impossible position last season, where. He was partnered with uh, Goldson initially in the Champions League, and then obviously when Goldson got injured, he was partnered with James Sands. So, um, he Leon King at one point was the only fit centre half we had, and he was basically flung in the, in with the sharks basically, and you know told to get on with it, and you know playing with a centre mid, playing with a centre midfielder at centre half, you know obviously didn't help him. Um, I think everybody was kind of thinking the Goldson-King relationship would be more like a Danny Wilson and David Weir sort of relationship, you know, young, old, uh, bring them on. But, no, I mean, Leon was flung in really, really big, you know, badly in the deep end through no fault of his own, you know. Um, And he obviously got burned a little bit by that purely for the criticism and, you know, everybody was blaming him for certain things. And, you know... (sighs) He was a 17-year-old, 18-year-old guy in the Champions League playing against Salah and goodness knows who else, and all the Napoli players. So and they just won the CDR. So I mean it was a it was a difficult sort of baptism baptism of fire for Leon King. And he's I definitely think he's got the ability. It's just a case of, you know, blooding him in correctly. I don't think I certainly don't think the managers wanted to do what they did, but they had to through circumstance. So I would say it's 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 big seasons for both of them, yes. But I would say Leon's probably a little bit more on the experienced side in the sense that he's been in, faced a bit of criticism, and he's came back in, so he might be he might be better for it in the long term. Let's hope so.
1: Yeah. So I think that, yeah, it's that interesting for 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 both of 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 those coming up. Um. I think the last points then we'll, we'll 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 touch on. Um I just wanted to mention a, a really interesting thing that I've seen from from Holland, the Eredivisie, are banning artificial uh, pitches from the twenty five-26 season. Um and you know, I think Scotland could absolutely take a leaf out of, of their book and 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 follow follow suit with that. I think that would make an absolute massive difference. But Mark, come to you first. Um is Michael Beale on holiday in Turkey with his family or is that just sort of some cover because he's actually away scouting and having secret chats with, with Haji Ray and, you know, willing to spend seven million pounds on him. Um, What's your thoughts?
4: I think um, I'd like to hope that he was mixing business with pleasure. He's got his family (laughs) over there, but he's just went, he's missing, right. Just snipping away. Um, Gimme give, give me half an hour, I'll be back shortly there. We'll just sort you out with a couple of ice creams and some maybe a wee glass of wine next to the beach and I'll be back shortly. I don't know. Um I know tongue in cheek there, but possibly he's away getting no teeth. I don't know. Um the talk is that he's over there talking to Haji Wright. Um a lot of money. But a lot of money's been brandished about um seven million has been knocked back, allegedly. So I don't, I can't see us. I mean, I would like to see us flinging that kind of money at a player, but um, you'd need to be really, really sure that this boy was a player before you start flinging that kind of money. But can you imagine the uproar of, uh, of the fans if we, we stick, a, stick a seven and a half or an eight million uh, price tag on a boy and bring him in, and all of a sudden he's only scoring one every game. We want him to score six every game because we've paid that kind of money for him. So, no, I, Look, this big boy looks looks like a decent player. Six foot four. He's quick. His link-up play looks really, really good. Um, scores goals. He's got decent goal-scoring record. Is he? Is he what we need? I mean, maybe, maybe four million. Is it seven plus? I don't know. Is it? Is it? Somebody inflating prices in, in the media? Um, I don't know. Time will tell. But um, I, I think. Um, well, no far away. We're, sat we're, a, we're um, nine days away for a transfer market opening, something like that. So here's hoping. I just I just like a nice conveyor belt of quality players just constantly coming into Ibrox. Just pictures of scarves, scarves getting waved everywhere, new strips everywhere, and uh, that's what I'm after. Um, the more, the merrier as far as I'm concerned. But I don't know. I don't know. As I said, it's all speculation at the minute. Um, I think Button's no far away. Um, somebody's commented there, Maja. I think Maja is a decent bit of business if we get him in a free. Un- undoubtedly a good player. Bring him in. G- good age. Same again. A um, couple of other ones, a wee bit obscure, young talent, possibly. But um, I think we need strikers. I think at least two, maybe maybe three if we can get them. If you can spend good money on a striker, one striker, i.e., maybe the boy Haji, for that second kind of money we're spending and bring in two as a three, I'll be over the moon. But I think that it's a massive, massive uh, part of the jigsaw. We need to get a uh, goal-scoring centre-forward. We've not had one for a while. Um, Alfie went off a boil, and we've never really, really replaced him. And we've struggled because of it. So um, I hope he's over there in Turkey, um, mixing business with pleasure, as I said.
1: Yeah, I think we may have... Our last caller, Ross, are you there?
3: Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Hello, everyone.
5: Okay.
3: First time caller and all that, so <laughs> go easy on. Welcome. Me. Uh, I've just phoned up to discuss, you know, like the sort of different, you know, um, links we've had. You know, we've had some really interesting ones since the January transfer window. Like, I don't know if you've, you saw like the Cho link and all that. And I was reading an article about him, you know, kind of, and seen the stats, I think it was on like I don't know, iBooknews.com, something like that, anyway. And apparently he has the sort of same attributes as uh Morelos did, you know. And I found that quite interesting. Um, to start looking at that market in particular, like far east and the outsider markets that we've never really tapped into. And I've been saying to a lot of Rangers fans, you know, guys, this is a market we need to kind of look at, you know, to diversify and build out the squad. I'm not saying you know go whole hog like the other side of Glasgow but I mean see what they what what they have there because I mean you know World Cup really showcased some great players and you know incorporating that in with our sort of youth section that we have at Ibrox the academy and stuff and getting those players in and really mixing up the squad and basically having a right good go next season you know it's prime opportunity we've got a rebuild you know expand the horizons and pick outside their numbers like you seen what you know Raskin you know I, I, I could be wrong um, other fans could correct me but I can't even remember the last time there was a Belgian at the club you know and uh, it, just seeing those two players came in it was just like wow it seems like a, it, for me I'm quite a young you know but seeing this Rangers squad it's like it's, it's going to be the beginning of something massive I think you know people squad
1: yeah I think it's a really good point Scott I mean bring you in on this obviously from a, from a scouting perspective you know we've talked before on this pod about Ross Wilson seem to have his kind of the the countries he like to go to and, and 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 maybe his contacts within there. obviously we've got Douglas um Park now in heading up that kind of that coaching setup the rumours are that, that that coaching setup has had a, a kind of full... Uh, sorry John Park sorry not Douglas Park um, that kind of overhaul in terms of that but we've got to get we've got to be expanding in terms of looking around the world in terms of for, for players haven't we because it's a saturated
5: market of course you do the only thing is obviously if, you're, if the manager's not from that region he's not going to know the players a lot about the players apart from the videos and videos can be deceiving and obviously we don't have the finance to get scouts around the world so relying on contacts and the hearsay of other guys as well, maybe whatever reports reports have got. So as a big gamble for managers to take five players and never really watch them play himself. So, I mean, obviously, I understand that because he came from that market. He was managing in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, players, Bill's always been in England. I know he's been a coach various places. So you've seen yourself, if players looking at it, He's he's gone for a guy. He made something. himself. He'll go for guys. he kind of knows. He's coached or you've been about or you seen it's just every manager's preference. I don't know who's helping at the moment because Ross is a I don't know who's helping people at the scouting side of it when you say John Parks here. I mean you'll be getting names to him every day from contacts from me from your contacts from agents for contacting hammer contacting John Park. You'll have a list of names probably like a phone book. But some of the names you'll never heard of and what we do when a name gets linked is if you don't know who it is, we're going to YouTube. I will go on to EY, Scout or whatever, whatever system they use and they think I'll oh, have a quick look at him but I mean I see these videos, any video can make anybody look good, they can make me look good they can make Mark look good in a video if he tried, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean so it's it's, it's hard for the manager because he you knows he can't get it wrong but you're spending seven million pulling a player, say as a striker and people are saying he's not good enough, I don't know who they I've never seen the guy play so I can't judge him until he appears and plays with Rangers, doesn't matter what country they're from who the name is? I don't watch a lot of European football unless it's my best team I like. Uh, so I can tell you them. But seven million pound nowadays doesn't mean you're going to get a quality player. It's just the market is. You can spend seven million pound. It's not a what quality cost that. It's the clubs. So I'm not sure where we're going to go. But we know the cat. The biggest gamble is going to be on a strike, He you knows he has to get it right, and it's going to be difficult because mm. can win to score goals or he could come in and. Take time to settle on Mark Hately and then we're all champion it a bit because of Ryan Kane. He was worth million pounds well, or he cost us a million pounds and he walked away for free. It's just like every transfer has a gamble. Some have the day running and some don't. So I feel for the manager in a way, but he knows he has to get it right. And it's going to be difficult for him because I see him building through the back because obviously he's taking his time to check out what striker he actually sees. He probably doing not need two and everybody. But he's probably got a couple of names in mind he wants first of all and you can't get them then. Maybe go for somebody, somebody else recommends.
6: I don't know. You'd have to ask me for myself.
1: Perfect. Okay, Ross, cheers for for calling in. Appreciate that. Folks, that will do us for tonight. Um, thanks everyone for participating, for those that called in, for for those and the 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 comments as well. Um all that's left for me to do is to thank Mark. Mark, thanks for your, your time. Brian,
5: cheers for that. Cheers, Paul.
1: And to Scott,
5: Mark. And thanks. You, I said, I mean, I'll comment about you just because you said earlier you play your games enough. If you want to play any, so I say
4: you look good in this. Hey, <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to. be a player. I'll have you know. I'm. I'm I still got it. Still got it. Maybe not get so injured anymore. Put the legs. Put the
5: legs.
1: And on that note, we'll leave it there. Thanks again, everybody, for for tuning in as always, and we will speak to you throughout the week here on the Ranger Travel. Cheers, all.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.